At 10.20 hours, the Iraqi colonel returned to a troop and told its commander that he was not going to leave the airfield. Just at that moment, a flight of two A-10 Thunderbolts flew overhead. Pope, knowing the terrifying reputation of these aircraft amongst the Iraqis, told the Iraqi colonel that if he did not move, the aircraft would attack him. The Iraqi colonel again went back to find his superiors, while Pope and several of his soldiers finished the tea prepared by the Iraqis. Meanwhile, in another portion of the A-troop area, Staff Sergeant Donald Wehage was examining the buildings located on the north side of the airfield. He dismounted from his track and motioned it to follow him as he walked in amongst the buildings. Armed with only his pistol, he walked into an Iraqi heavy mortar platoon. They seemed as surprised to see him as he was to see them. Someone in the platoon spoke English. Staff Sergeant Wehage demanded that they surrender. When they looked at him in confusion, he turned around and discovered that he was all by himself. Somehow, he had been separated from his vehicle. Just as he was thinking, what do I do now? His M3A2 turned a corner and came to his rescue. The Iraqi surrendered. In a separate incident, Major Berdan intercepted an Iraqi truck that had several soldiers in the back of it. Headed to the airfield, just as if nothing had happened, with an Iraqi captain and a major in the cab of the vehicle. They seemed totally surprised at the sudden appearance of the Americans and asked the S-3 if he knew what the squadron was in Iraq. He smiled and replied yes, and then told them they needed to leave the area and asked them what unit they were from. The major smiled this time and replied, Iraqi Army, refusing to identify his unit. The Iraqis then drove away in a state of confusion. In Captain Mike Bill's B-Troop sector, a similar scenario played itself out. He and a detachment of combat vehicles moved towards the Iraqi defenses. Once close, the young captain dismounted and approached some soldiers asking to see their commander. Soon a lieutenant colonel arrived, who in broken English asked, Why are you in Iraq? Are you lost? Bills assured him that was not the case and he was here to secure the site for the ceasefire negotiations. The Iraqi commander told his junior enlisted soldiers to leave and surrounded Bills with about 15 to 20 officers and senior soldiers. The Iraqi officer then left to confer with his superiors. A short time later, he returned with additional soldiers wearing the black leather jackets, camouflage uniforms, and berets of Iraqi commando units. To Bills, the situation looked as though it had taken a turn for the worse.